0: and welcome to polyhedron your multifaceted podcast for everything rpg related i am your host matthew and as always i have my two codos here ryan why are you sitting so far away from me matt are you mad are you very mad very oh i'm sorry oh you should be okay (laughs) (laughs) and scott
1: i'm not sorry I don't care what we're fighting about, I'm not sorry. <laughs> it <laughs> wasn't my fault. Fuck it wasn't you, Scott. <laughs> Scott Scott is getting very
2: far away from me, by the way.
0: So far. You gotta run so far away. I
3: couldn't get
0: away. Keep it to ten
2: seconds or under. <laughs> we cannot we cannot afford that. <laughs> well, how gentlemen, how are you all doing? I'm doing all right. Uh I'm great. Okay, Playing Skyrim. Good, good. Playing, just, you know... Nothing wrong, nothing in problem. I'm about to start playing your copy of God of War. That <laughs> 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 you were so nice to. It me. Uh, I've been playing... I just, you know, works nuts. I play Overwatch when I can.
3: Yeah,
0: so like, uh, uh, Enjoy yourself, both with the
2: Overwatch and with the God of War. Well, I like Overwatch better than Hearthstone because for some reason I'm way more zen about the whole thing when I get my ass handed to me. <coughs> um... There's no RNG in Overwatch. There's literally just there. If you your skill or not skill, it's all Twitch. It's that it's them or you, and you fucked up. So it's fine. Also, like if you get rolled, you're gonna get rolled, and it didn't take thirty minutes for that to happen. Mm -hmm. So you know the match was over in three minutes. I guess we got out. I guess we got that done, or it was a 15 minute match, but at least it was like fun.
0: Yeah, you're always having, you're there's always something going on. There's some, it's always entertaining, and there's some personal satisfaction even if you lose mm-hmm. by mm-hmm. doing well. You're always making a little bit of progress. You're always doing, you're always learning something, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and Scott, what about you? What fun things have you been up to? Uh, nothing. I'm just adding to our viewer count. Yeah. Um, <laughs> raise those numbers. Up. Uh,
1: uh, no, I've been playing Skyrim pretty much. That's some that's some scrims. Um, does Khajiit
0: have wares?
1: In in Kajit does have wares. I am actually playing a Kajit based off one of my kitties. Oh, um, is it Morpheus? It's Peta. Oh, um, okay.
0: you're an asshole.
1: Yeah, of course.
0: <laughs> such... uh, how many
2: old ladies have you punched?
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, not the number is not zero. Fun um, fun
2: story about Oblivion. Well, the first time we ever played Oblivion, I was with like a bunch of people, and we just like. We just did asshole mode, and we we're just like, oh, "Let's see what the tolerance is." So we literally <laughs> just ran around, just unarmed, like beating the crap out of people. That includes old women. <laughs> I mean, we were smart enough not to punch guards; like well, that was smart. But yeah. you know, these things, these things get out of hand.
1: Yeah, no, I've been, uh, I've been trying to get on a regular streaming schedule, but. It's just not working. Uh, I'm going to get on it. Like once things calm down, this month is fucking crazy.
0: Yeah, it is very, very busy. We actually have some great news. Uh, But before my little fun thing, our werewolf game, me and Scott are in, has ramped back up. Oh my god! We just finished raising a cairn. Uh, Mm -hmm. That was. Oh, we're not done.
1: We're not done. We're done with the ritual, but we're yeah, not done. We're not
0: done. Uh, so we left on a slight cliffhanger, and you know, we're very excited to get back into it. So I'm happy that our role-playing is now moving and, back down this.
1: And also, uh, this this Wednesday, as of this recording, we're so going to be doing excited. character generation for our Polyhedron Place Aeon campaign, Ooh, wee, uh, wee. which I have been planning uh, and developing stuff for for about... Two months now, uh, so it's going to be fern. We get to, we get to figure out what the what the command structure and hierarchy and mm-hmm, all that good mm-hmm. stuff
2: is. And if you want to hear me play a crazy southern demolitionist with psychokinetic powers,
0: because that's exactly who we need to have it, psychokinetic and the first powers.
1: Th- the first episode of that will be free for all polyhedron listeners. And the rest
0: is just a dollar away, my love. It's just do- a dollar, dollar
1: away, and just it's going to be a fun dollar? campaign. It's be super super fun. It's gonna. Be, I'm I'm real happy about this. We're gonna be getting used to the system, so there'll probably be some. Uh, some some figuring stuff out training wheels Tra- training wheels and we're
2: going to have a uh, Linda and Murphy at the table absolutely well yep
1: um, so that's going to be great um yeah no we're going to we're going to i think the first uh, first se- session or two is going to have some preliminary stuff where we're going to test out the combat engine uh, before things get serious
0: yeah you uh, guys will the, the free episode will definitely be like a really cool engaging one it's it won't be just us talking about the system but you will get you will get all our like table talk eventually oh, you'll get and our we'll table talk play.
1: you'll get character introductions you'll get some 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 light combat um and you know it's a very cinematic system so we're gonna i'm gonna try and make it as cinematic uh a, absolutely a, a thing as possible and given
2: the synergistic nature of the scions
1: oh it, yeah and they work so well together we're gonna
2: we're gonna do our best yep. to do some really really crazy
0: bullshit yep uh, and uh, so we're going to head right on to news because actually, really, really, I'm looking forward to our topic for this evening. But we have two very, very important pieces of news. They're One we've already us. mentioned. They're actually about us. Yeah, this both time. these pieces <laughs> of news are about us. Uh, the first is that I've already mentioned we are going to be doing a live polyhedron episode at MomoCon. It is the 26th of May at 1 a.m. Yes, that is correct. 1 a.m. We got hosed. His fault. It was my mistake my mistake. It will not be made again, but this is also Dude, the first year. Momo when Con he told has, us,
2: he told us 1 PM at first, we were like, we have
0: arrived. motherfuckers." <laughs> that's, that's big boy times. And then, uh, then I found out it was 1 AM. Uh, actually, because this is also the first year. Momocon has decided to do quasi 24 hour content, like super late content. And we just kind of got, because I didn't and see that we got thrown in the mix. I think do you, you think think and we... I are
2: going to be at other panels as well. We're going to be, are we going to be, yeah, at we're going to try
0: the, my, our schedules may not line up. Be, I'll talk to you later about that. Okay. Um, we're,
1: I, you think they're running up on Dragon Con? You think they're trying to trying to take take a they bite got, of that apple? They got
0: thirty thousand people, dude. I mean, yeah, yeah no. that's that's you're they're a big con. They're a very big con, and they're, le- and they're, and they're less less younger their, too.
2: They're less up their own
0: asses about certain things too. Demon. Hot take. Oh. oh, um. So, but we know where we're going to be now. We are going to be in room three hundred and sixteen. Panel room three hundred and sixteen. That is on the, you believe the fourth floor. Of the, uh, of the uh, convention center itself. So if you're too messed up
2: or I don't know how, what that situation is, just remember Stone Cold Steve Austin. Nope, <laughs> just, that'll be your memory. Hey, really, yeah, that, that was perfect. Mnemonic device to remember. <laughs> where yeah, um, there's be gonna
0: be a lot of other cool panels, so feel free to chill out the whole day and evening with other stuff going on. And then in the wee evenings, when you're ready you're about to go home and you wanna get one last panel in, you come see us. If you wanna, re- it's gonna be real feel good. I promise. Yeah, oh,
1: yeah, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna be all lovey dovey with the audience. We're
0: taking all comers too. Yeah,
1: so not in good. that way, you sicko.
2: Unless they pay consent.
1: Yeah. Cons- yeah, sure. Uh,
0: you don't know what a hundred dollar patron looks like. We don't either. <laughs> we don't either. Would you like to? uh Anyways, uh and the now the second bit of news, which is extremely exciting, and it will happen after Momocon, is Polyhedron as well as our good friend James Davio or the Dark Archive. were are both sponsoring a one night only viewing of World of Darkness. The documentary Woo! Uh, through a very cool website called film uh, demand film. I was able to secure a preview uh, of a one time screening with them. Uh, I won't go into all the logistics of how that works, but essentially what we need by about the six 16th of June, we need 52 re- people to reserve their tickets.
1: I'm checking to see what the.
0: So that means at. By that point, uh, if we do not have enough, if we don't have the 52 reserve tickets that we cannot have the screening. Uh you will not get charged on your credit card if you reserve your tickets until we have all 52 people reserved. So if the screening doesn't happen, you don't get charged. It's kind of like a Kickstarter in that way. So if you are interested, if you're listening to this and you're in the Atlanta area on the 26th of June at 830 at Regal 10, which is in Midtown, Atlanta. Um, Trust me, I'll have links to the show notes and all that fun stuff. No, it's not. It's
1: that's not in Midtown Atlanta. What is it? That's uh that's in Sandy Springs.
0: Okay, Sandy Springs. That's the yep. one up on eighty five, a little bit. No, 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 it's
1: no, four hundred. No, it's, it's, it's it's off Roswell Road four hundred. Got gotcha. We're talking shop, yeah. uh, but
0: Atlanta shop. You will absolutely have the link in the show notes because like, yeah, my like directions suck. Uh, but you will be able to go and view it with us, and James will be there. We will be there. We'll have a cool like just talk. Uh, and get to know the audience, and then we'll get to see a really cool documentary.
1: As of this recording, we need 34 more tickets. What? In order to to pop pop this off. We got that many people already? I haven't even gotten my ticket yet. (laughs) Your goddamn tickets, Ryan.
0: (laughs) Oh, shit. I'm terrible. (laughs) (laughs) It's okay. It's okay. So, please, if you're listening, you're going to be able to make it. Come out and make it. It'll be a great show.
2: I really like this to go off. I think this is like a... This is like hey, we get to do something that, like, you wouldn't just get to do otherwise. Because how is this going to be released? Any? Other- uh,
0: it's got a limited release now, but they're primarily working through things like Demand.Film to get it out into places. Because it's a small indie documentary. This
1: isn't it'll, it it'll, doesn't have a lot of money behind I it. I mean, I'm sure they'll be eventually on streaming services and whatnot. At some point. But,
2: but also, we're in the heart of White Wolf territory. Like yeah. This is where it all began. So I think that... I don't know. I feel like...
1: We are are in the old country. it all began. it all began. We have been left behind by the young, new Scandinavians, but we remember the old ways. The The old old sad ways. The old (laughs) sad ways. (laughs)
0: With with the chops and whatnot. Like uh, I said, uh, the 26th of June, 8.30, be there, be square, and all that good stuff. Um, We are really looking forward to it. It'll be a great time, so come on out. Yeah, I, I, I still can't believe that we actually might actually get to do this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's going to be great. Um, yeah, I, I, I happened to see it uh, because of how I found it was on the White Wolf's official Twitter. They started tweeting this out, and I went to the link and basically just followed the instructions. And about bing, being a boom, one of the movie theaters was cool with trying to do this, so we're going to go ahead and do it. Um, yeah, awesome. All yep. right,
1: sign up, buy tickets.
0: Please sign please. up, buy tickets. Uh, Love to meet y'all. Yep. Mm-hmm. All right, so let's move on. Any other bit of news? Bit of news? No, I think we should get down to it. Okay. Yeah, cool. I'm pushing the button. So uh, this actually was, topic for the evening was actually spawned by you specifically. Hey, for anyone who has been, you know, any
2: of our lovely patrons who has listened to the Shadowrun Anarchy episode, I may have done something in about episode, what, three? Three. In which I did a... thing that might be considered button pushy.
1: Oh boy, did you? Yep. But
0: so, uh, you well, I, I think I'm okay with uh, explaining to uh, the non-patron audience some what? context so we can uh, kind of um, get into this. So
2: essentially we were we were on a milk run that wasn't a milk run. We got locked into a Faraday cage with an AI. She made an offer because there was a, some trolls with miniguns outside and they didn't want to hit the cage. And, and I may have, may have said a small timed explosive on the Faraday cage that would release her into the Matrix after we were out safely. I may have done that.
1: Yep. Turns out this is a uh AI devil child. Mm-hmm. Uh a basically a, a spawn copy of It's like uh, a Nephilim. Yeah basically yep. uh of of one of the one of the old bad AIs, is what, what caused uh one of the big matrix crashes. Uh so yeah, there's that. So now we are we are tasked with fixing our mistake. Which uh, from, uh, by various shadowy agents.
0: Mm, that still hasn't gone over well either, but it we're really, not going to get into it that. It really
1: hasn't.
0: <laughs> it's but. gone. It's gone insane. Guys. But yeah, what was there, interesting there, there was about it. what Ryan did, because we'll get into button pushing here in a second, is because of the mechanics of Shadowrun Anarchy, you retroactively did this. I
2: actually retroactively used some of the plot mechanics of taking control of the narrative and saying something had already happened
0: even though we had already set up the narrative in one direction, we had all agreed on it as our characters. And then he used a mechanic to go back on that and, and do something bigger with it, which was really the spawning point for the idea of push the button. And what we mean by that here at Polyhedron is doing the thing that, that while not, may not be the most tactically efficient thing to do it is not the smartest thing to do. It is, Will yield you the most entertainment, the most drama in your game. Um, basically, it's the thing that you're like. We know we shouldn't do that, but we're going to do it anyways because it's fun. I, 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 you know, you know, you've done it right
2: when the storyteller says you're insane,
3: <laughs> like, which
2: I believe James says something along yes. the lines of calling me crazy. Yep. Yep. And, you know, I feel like I did my job. Just as a a personal note, that is the button-pushiest thing I
0: have done in over a decade. Mm -hmm. So... You know, I, I was due, right? Yeah, and that was where, what got me into this mode of thinking about pu- pushing the button, is because we had already agreed and we all knew, it was like, now we're not going to trust this AI. We're going to be like conservative with all our decision making. We're going to go in. It'll be just fine. What are you going to get out of this? And then, bada bing, bada boom, he does the thing. He blows it up, and we'll all, we all look to him in character and just cannot compute what he just did to us. Mm-hmm. But it spawned, so much drama when we got back to and our
2: bosses, s- s- and then some existential arguments <laughs> about
0: the nature of what it is to be a person,
2: <laughs> what yeah. it be, and like maybe something about how my character actually felt like he hadn't done anything good in his entire life, and this was the first good thing he'd ever done, perhaps. Mm-hmm. Which he very much still considers what he did the right thing. Anyway, listen to it. Get it, pay, it's, pay, it's pay. great. It's good. Give,
1: give us money. Give us give us money, listen to some awesome role. One dollar. One dollar. One dollar. Uh
0: we generally don't we try not to shill too much anymore, but uh this you is well what? worth it.
1: I'm I'm super excited about this this phase of polyhedron where we're doing role play because that's that I'm just I mean, so into it. That's
0: where our hearts are
1: at. I'm so into it.
2: Right. We've been talking about it for we, we we've been talking about it for how many hours at this point? Quite like, a few, a lot uh, of hours. I mean, you can do a well, almost, math and- probably close to like seventy-five solid hours of content. I know it's crazy, and you know, it was it, w- it won't be until r- recently that they've actually heard us do that thing we talk about mm-hmm. a lot.
1: <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I mean, pushing the button is, I mean, it it's a way to move things forward. It's a way to you know not not be in stagnation. I mean, it it there's a time and a place for it. Um, like it, there's a fine line between doing the doing the crazy thing that pushes the story forward and leads to more fun thing, and doing the crazy thing that is just patently like hostile to the game and well, and will cause more problems than it will cause. Well, fun. I think
2: the, the 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 distinction that one can make is what I did push the story forward in a way that it would have it could it was reasonable for it to have gone. Yeah. Absolutely. I didn't do anything that was like I didn't just turn on you and shoot
3: yeah, you in exactly. the head,
2: Scott. It's yeah. like, which would have been a very odd choice. That's yeah. also weird button pushy mm-hmm. nonsense. So it's a it's a pretty big canopy that mm-hmm. it's all under when you're talking about being a button
1: pusher. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's like, you know, it, it, it it's it, it's not pushing the
0: other characters or players buttons we're not talking like manipulate emotional manipulation we're talking about sort of story deriving the most sort of uh i just sort of dynamism in a game just yeah. like bringing well, the action i home. mean it
1: it could it could be that the 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 storyteller or the game master whatever term you want to call it puts something in front of you puts puts the shiny candy red button in front of you which you know,
2: and you know, James did. Oh, he absolutely did. Uh, he put that option. on He gave, gave us,
0: on us an
1: yeah. He gave us an option. Uh, which you know, like you know, it, it you know, with with the with the knowledge that it's unlikely that people will press it, and just have that as a story technique. But if you, as the player, see that button and and if it's there to press, it's fair game.
0: Yeah. Um. um it, the, this? That's one of the things, and that's the kicker. This is where you gotta the players have to know the other players, and even the GM to an mm-hmm. extent really well because you go back i know i can push that button well, and then i'm like should i push the button and what do i think my the other player will the other players not the characters the players be cool with what i'm about to do
2: and, and it's a real also i think scott brought up a really good point james put that button out there yeah mm-hmm. see there like i said two types of button pushing the type where you take the crazy ass option the gm presents to you and just go balls to the wall with it or derailment like yeah yeah because button pushing can also be an act of derailment you punch the guard yeah yeah you shoot the cop yeah you do you, you break you the go, masquerade yeah
1: you go you go against like you go patently against the plan or the will of the group or yeah. so. like you do something like like it's it would be another thing of like like if it's along the lines of of like there's an established thing of if we cross this line then we're fucking done, like we yeah, that's like that. That, that's when I pull out my sword and we have to deal with this, and then you cross that line. and, and I
2: did it with a big old nasty shit eating grin on my yeah, face exactly too.
1: That, that's well that's the thing is like but that that's not what happened. Um, I mean and the other way of it is when the players or a player come up with some idea that the GM didn't think of. Um, and that, that takes the story in a different direction and that can be cool too. I mean, it, it really, it, you, your darlings
2: put, may be slain.
1: Yeah. You're putting your GM on the spot in with that sort of button yep. pushing. But if you know the dynamic of your table, uh, it can be a good thing.
0: Or you've, uh, actually that's a sort of a good communication thing. If you're like, I know probably in this next session, I'm going to do something really crazy or weird. Mm-hmm. Let me text, message, email, whatever, talk to my GM, go, hey, I'm about to do something nutty. You kind of did that with James. Yeah, I did, I did, yeah. um, Because he did a summoning and he he gave uh, James a heads up beforehand going, I'm probably going to do this, be prepared. Mm -hmm. And he was. And it was was sufficiently wacky. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it was
1: good. Um, um, and I, so, I, I can't, I can't wait to hear that play out on the on yeah.
0: stream because I, I actually, am, I'm going to try to I'm, see. I'm sure, if yeah. I know, I know what you're going to do. Uh, I, I've been messing around with vocals and pitch and stuff. I do cool sounds. Um, but with all of that, I think one of the kickers here is that was one, something that James presented to you. That's mm-hmm. the GM going, Hey, I'm you guys can go off the rails if you want. Here's the way to do it. It's not, instead of just being a crazy off the cuff idea, the GM knows they'll go this way and this happens or they'll go that way and this other thing happens. Um it's not unexpected. And I think that's really the kicker as far as like pushing the button for fun and then just kind of being selfish yeah. with it. Yeah. Um that's saying you can't have good things come out of just being wacky, but you gotta be it's gotta be the right game and the right table for that kind of sort of thing.
1: Another another thing from from the GM's perspective, if you're gonna put a wacky button out there, you have to be very careful about what it is, because most, I mean, in some, a lot of the situations, you put a button out there. It it's like it's it's a it's a honeypot, yep. like it it's a it's a it's a gilded trap, um, that you know it's gonna cause problems. It's gonna it's gonna spice things up, um, but you you need to make sure that if your player p- pushes that button that you are to a degree fair with it. Mm-hmm. Like, because they're pushing that button for a reason. They're getting something out of it or that something they want to happen sh- will happen. Cause I've been in a situation where I, I got a big candy red button put in front of me. Uh, and I was led to believe certain things would come of pressing that button. Um, you know, and, and through, through means that, you know, I, I should feel confident about the outcome of, uh, and I ended up pressing that button uh, and did not get any of the things that that w- were implied would come of it. Yeah. Just got a shit sandwich.
0: Yeah. Just be careful of the GM. It that's be, be, that's that's the, wrong,
1: that's the wrong way. To yeah.
0: Do it. If you if you're a GM and you put the button out there and they press the button, you're like, oh, they put the button. And then you start thinking really of the consequences of your actions. And you're like, well, the pl- players and characters were just doing what they thought would be the best way to do it. That's mostly on you mm-hmm. and your responsibility in order or to deal with it responsibly. And that even may admit to the players going, I was sorry for putting this out there. I apologize. I will go with it as best I can. Just know that I have to change have to up do- some stuff. I've got going- some
2: planning I have to do. Yeah. yeah. I have to think about this. Uh, and, you know, I think we can talk about this in two sets of scales, right? Because, like, tabletop, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you're looking at three or four people that you're going to have to, like, look in the eye when you're doing what you're doing, and they're going to have to deal with what you've done also. Mm. Things get a little hotter
0: at a LARP.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of factors going there, on. There's in
0: a, there's infinitely more moving moving gears and wheels. And boy, oh boy, are there more people yep. who...
2: And I can promise you, no matter what action you took, there are three people, at the minimum, who think you're an asshole, for what you've done, so it, it's just how it goes I mean, that,
1: I that's, the the LARP scenario is just it's so volatile like you as a as a storyteller, as a person running the larp, you are not as in control as as you may, yeah. may think I mean because it's you, ripples and you a can pod. you can put you can put something out there and a player can sh- can make their choices and a combination of laws of un- unintended consequences the reactions of other players the telephone game uh, the physical
2: limitations of actual human beings yeah, in that case and and
1: know. and the and the, the 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 politics it it can cause something that you thought was fairly straightforward to Fractal into an entirely different thing, and you may not ever see more than ten percent of the full of the blowback from it. Yeah, because absolutely. A lot
2: of that shit will be like heated discussions mm-hmm. going on on a forum in a in a corner somewhere mm-hmm. in someone's cabin. Yep, mm-hmm. just not in front of you because you you're like, know.
0: here's another thing where and this gets more behind the curtain is where the plot staff has to be very much communicating with each other a lot, mm-hmm. a lot, a lot because. You put something out there, if not everyone's not on board, that thing that you put out there could mix with something that somebody else put out there that you weren't expecting. And they and the players start talking and then they merge together. And then you're like, well, this if you follow the logic of those two things adding up, it equals 20 and we're screwed. Everything's screwed. Just reset the game. That kind of weird end of the world type of stuff. And so you have to be very, very careful with what you introduce and how you introduce it.
1: Also, just ignore whatever happens on a forum. Yeah, forum. the forum. internet's not
0: the the internet's not real. Yeah, uh, that's a whole other like episode. We can talk about commu- player communications and staff to staff communications. Uh, that's very gritty. I,
1: I remember Tiberius's uh, flowchart of tree banter <sighs> interactions. Oh, I never saw that. It was an old one. It was. I mean, I'm sure it's gone by I now. W-
2: oh yeah, the, the yeah that all got.
1: Scrapped. But it was a, it was a pretty accurate, you know. Flowchart of like people getting angry with each other, like threats threats of in game actions. Yeah. You know, loop i will, around to nothing ever happened. I will
2: say to, our, to the credit of the community at this juncture, I've watched about for the last like eight months a thing happened. I won't, no reason to talk about it in terms sure. of like the in game terms. It doesn't fucking matter. It was a clusterfuck of miscommunication. And I'm going to just put out there probably just a touch of misinformation. And, you know, it has been, it is, the ripples and the shockwaves have been intense, but despite the very heated discussions that have gone on about it, no one has been like, I'm gonna fuck your life up for mm-hmm. this. That's we, good. We've gotten to the point where it's like, we're too small of a group mm-hmm. at this point to be like, having in that level, like, mechanical infighting. It's just gonna mm-hmm. be like, you wrong. Like, just point them, mm-hmm. you're wrong.
1: <laughs> you know, I've, 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 uh... Mm-mm. I've taken a uh, something of a step back from from buffer larping and larping in general. Um and you know just hearing that just makes me think of Kermit.jpg.
0: Yeah, that's pretty none much. My business. Yeah, it's it, it's weird crazy. But hey, things happen. That's that's a whole nother, I, I, another another episode of just drama and I, like all I play of a that. very
2: passionate Ja I can't I can't just sip my drink. I can sip my tea for only so
0: long. And
1: then you run out of tea. And
0: then I run out of tea, and I'll be goddamned if so I'm drinking I'm, the I'm drinks. I'm here to kick ass and drink tea, and I'm all out of tea.
1: But anyway, yeah, so pushing the button is, uh, I mean, you you have to be ready for it as a GM. You have to be conscious about it as a player. Mm-hmm. But it can lead to some real, real interesting stuff. I'm trying to think of...
0: Yeah, actually so I wanted
1: stuff to happened in, in like uh, your your exalted game or my exalted game.
0: Um, actually, I actually got a story for you. This is a very old story. Mm-hmm. Um, many many moons ago when I was getting into tabletop, I was playing a second edition D&D game and a D&D advanced uh, game. And I was just playing a normal like farmer fighter. I was basically Luke Skywalker without the Jedi powers. Um, and I was role playing we had been playing in this game for like 8 9 months, like getting close to a year and Third edition was just been released, and we were all super eager, but we were, Gene was like, No, 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 we're not gonna do that. We're not yet. Daco will live forever, yeah, yeah. And so, but hook and McCrick, I don't remember all the specific details, but basically, it came down to my character. My character just happened to get the stone that we had to put in this location. Um, yeah, it came up literally to me, going, Where do I put the stone? And I put it in one location that I was like, uh I think I'd, randomly, literally, because my character was chaotic good, I like rolled a die and was like, Okay, this is where I'm doing it. I hit it and I blew up the moon. And then we went into third edition.
1: The moon fucking had it coming. Yes it did. Like I don't I don't know did. what the situation is, but
0: uh, that was weird because the world became like this weird purple, glowy, hazy thing because of the moon and the sun and all this other stuff. And I just thought it was funny. That's a pushing the button, Moon, because the outcome would have been different if I had chosen something differently. But it was given to me by the GM going, here, you, the fate of the world and how it's made up is in your hands. Do it as you will. Um, and I did. And I chose randomly because that's what I thought was the most appropriate thing for my character. And so, bada bing, bada boom, no more Moon. And so that's one of many button-pushy moments that I did, which kind of changed the world indefinitely. I
2: think so, any anytime you instigate a car chase in a tabletop <laughs> role-playing game in which a vehicles things are allowed, uh, usually you're in button-push mode. <laughs> I, so, I can say that from experience.
1: This doesn't quite fit, but I'm remembering a time from my Exalted game where, like, it was this very tense... Uh, situation uh, in the South somewhere where there was like some slave auction going on. Oh yeah. I remember and this. And then in the, and like the, you guys had had this beautiful plan set up to cause things. And then Nigel limit broke. Yep. Uh, and he had, he had red rage of compassion, uh, which, and he was, he was like, I think he was, th- he was like Throne master. Like he, he, he had, he could, he could long range snipe things. Yep. And he, uh, he started the party off a little early. <laughs>
0: Yeah, Uh Uh, I remember that, and the funny thing, and this has more to do with the mechanics of Exalted, he had to justify perfectly Mm -hmm. that he was in the right for doing what he did. Mm -hmm. Like, he could not acknowledge that he went crazy for a little while, Mm -hmm. even though we were like, that was not the plan, this is completely in because he was the night cast, so he's, Mm -hmm. like, super on the ball, he knows what he wants, he knows how to, he's executing the plan perfectly, and he just goes, flips his fucking shit, and we're all like, why? Why did you do that? And we're all like, it was great. Uh, and so that's another button pushing moment of him just flipping off. But he did what he was supposed to do. Via was, the mechanics. I, think,
1: I think it was uh, because because he uh, he witnessed someone uh, like a slave master from afar whipping a slave mm-hmm. and he mm-hmm. had compassion five. So I'm all like, well, roll that beautiful bean footage. Yep.
0: And no oh god, and, and that's, that's
1: that. That's, that set off. It didn't really derail much of anything because I think you guys were eventually gonna gonna pop, pop yeah. off on that shit. But you wanted to get more out of it beforehand. I
0: think we were making a negotiation to get a lot of the slaves out of of that's, that that yeah. that dangerous situation. and Then we were going to handle it yeah. and instead of like they got caught in the crossfire yeah. of all the crap that was going on. Because when Exalted's throw down, it's, it's not small.
1: And I think yeah. that's where I adve- yeah. that's where I introduced the fairy princess. Uh. She was fine. She was fine, and you know it. I think yeah. most of
2: my, like, experiencing, like, the, the true explosiveness of, of, like, someone just being like, fuck it, we're doing it live, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. was where uh, I played a Star Wars tabletop D20 game, the 3.5-ish Star Wars, for, like, five years, and there was some button pushing motherfuckers in that group. Mm-hmm. I was occasionally one of them, but it just felt like everything we attempted to do ended with me being like... Oh, we're going! Oh, oh, we're doing that! Oh shit! Oh, oh, shit. <laughs> and then, and then it's like it was my job as like because I was a soldier and I had the heavy blaster rifle and all mm-hmm. that stuff. It's like, well, I guess it's time for Daddy to sweep the halls. You know? <laughs> <laughs>
1: I've I've thought of something. This is a story we've told before. Bloody eyes! Oh, well, oh. yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, Good old was that, was soul. That p- how, how? What? Why was okay. That? All right. Oh
0: no! Yeah, that's a that's a that's an instance of a player getting getting mm. completely pushing that giant ass button. So
1: I, I had a, I had an interesting perspective on this because I was playing an NPC at the time. I was on Monster Shift, um, and uh, Matthew here, uh, one of one of, the, one of the biggest bads of Forest of, door, of Early Forest of Doors, mm-hmm. uh, who you know routinely shows up to kick our shit in. It's the, it's the entity that threw the first killing strike. I believe
0: uh, <laughs> uh, that was okay. So no, that was
1: at no, that was bloody eyes that did the first killing strike. He, he
0: did, but that wasn't at when I went that off wasn't on him. that
1: wasn't the same time. But just that so was, given
0: a scope of what, given
1: the scope, yeah, about. he was he was one of
0: by this point one of the longest running, just big badass monsters that system, we could not kill
2: in a system in which a one swing does one damage, and the average person has to spend one of their five points worth of resources to do more than that. Mm-hmm. It takes about it takes a three to hurt this thing. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So there is a real barrier to entry on hurting this thing. Yeah. Uh, uh,
1: but anyway, so most of the time it shows up and, and fucking rolls our ass. And this is the one time it showed up to talk to somebody, to talk to a specific. Yeah. Character. It was
0: a talky encounter. We yeah. found out later that that's what it was there. no, it
1: was bloody eyes. So it could, there was combat was, was inherently a part of it as yeah. well. But so Matthew being the, being the, the big firebrand. Child of light, hater of the darkness.
0: My I uh, got thank you, <laughs> Meehan. You you sent me down that path hard because I was getting upset, but then he tried to stop me and that just got me more upset.
1: Like So <laughs> side note. Uh Matthew's costume at the time, uh, he had uh it was uh, it was like this shining metal uh metal metal plate, yep. and he had this like white tunic thing yep. that had a hood on it. Oh, God. And if he if put the hood up in a certain way, it was a little pointy.
2: <sighs> All right, this may be redacted. Uh, were, you some <laughs> sort of, were you some sort of grand wizard? No, no I was not
1: was, a wizard. No, no he was. You no, know, you used magic. You were uh, a heavy <sighs> magic user.
0: Shut up. Okay, you're fine. I did a powerful and, and sorcerer. You, and you're a
1: very powerful sorcerer. Uh, and, you know, you were a sorcerer of the light, which was inherently opposed to the darkness.
0: Oh, you're getting really close, Scott. Please stop. <laughs> Please stop. Because that—that okay. was an unintended consequences of of oh, the outfit. We're just joshing. Yeah, you know.
1: never wore it that, like that. Also, you never pushed that angle. But no, but it was—it's no. fun to make fun of. My core. first game,
2: yep. by the way. So I'm in the corner, but I'm just freaking my living shit out because mm. I didn't know these fucking people. I didn't. know yeah. eh, but did anyway, four
1: people. So, Bloody Eyes the Monster, played by one of the one of the, the the main staff people, is is doing its thing. He's being aggressive and yeah. like, but having a conversation. But he's
0: out privately, like in the middle. The field with one of his acolytes because there's one guy he's kind of chosen to be like. Oh yeah, I like you. I want the, one of these like champion slash what they called scions at the time. I want one of those, and then Bloody Eyes picked one guy who wanted he wanted that plot. So he, he yeah they did it open wide. Yep.
1: yep. So so in the meantime, Matthew as his character Soul is going around talking to people. Like he's having an argument with Meehan.
0: I'm having an argument with Meehan who was playing Sir Tyg. No, it, it was, wasn't Tyg. Oh no, he it wasn't was, he Tig. Was he was Sir Talon. Was Sir Talon. Talon. Who was like a, literally yeah. my be, his best friend. Like yeah. one of his best friends. Who was in... like
1: kinda he was he was also like a champion of the light, champion of the universe. A loquaciousness like. elemental. Yeah, loquaciousness <laughs> elemental. That's, that's any character Meehan plays. Um but um and like he was giving him some pushback because, you know, this isn't the time we might not be. Able We're to not do prepared this.
0: because this guy is literally one of the biggest thing, physically one of the biggest things we've ever encountered. We have never been able to really hurt him. We've been able to like kind of push him away, but we've never been able to destroy him or stop. And
1: him. And then uh, I believe it was Tiger Legion. Uh, came up to you on the back end and these guys are like, these are like Imperial China ghost-hating, ghost-hunting and ghost-hating guys.
2: Just just like a a 10-second breakdown. These people met at an event in which three entire villages where the people were slaughtered by a giant Sin sin Eater, same class of being Mm -hmm. in their world, and they all like, Watch their friends die in a bog mm-hmm. yeah. to, to the Acid Witch and whatnot. So they don't like the undead, and they have a spell that hurts them very badly. So
1: they come up on Matthew, who's trying to who's trying to trying to get, get this people movement. going yeah, getting and getting people like motivated. They, they, like was, like uh, uh, Iron was it Iron. Who the fuck was it? Well, um, it was ghost Jones's. It was Jones's Go, character. Ghost Tiger. Ghost tiger. tiger. Ghost Tiger. Like comes up to you and is all like. Oh, they all have got you. ass names. Yeah, by the we way. got yeah. your back.
0: Yeah, he he he. What it is? I started getting upset because Meehan was like, "It's not the time. We're not prepared." Blah blah blah. I'm like, "When will be the time?" That's what got me going. I was like, "When will be the time? T- give me the exact date and time. I will be there." And he couldn't do it, so I started getting firing. Everyone was sort of hemming and hawing, and sort of some people were with me. Some people were like, "Nope." Uh, but the entire legion said we got your back. And there's like five or six guys hard, ready to,
1: hard motherfuckers
0: ready to go down at the moment's notice. And, and then that's when I said. willing to die. And the then the, and I was like, yes. And then I will turn to everyone going on oh, when if he goes down, if the the, the, the the other player goes down by the hand of blade, we're taking him. That happened. Charge.
1: We all just fucking jumped. Now, to his credit, Adrian, the guy playing this, he didn't. He knew none of this was coming. Yep. He didn't. He was just having his little role play scene, uh, and he knew that none of this was gonna happen. Later,
2: right. later, talking to him about it, it's like it's his favorite kind of thing that happens. It's mm-hmm. like he just doesn't fucking know, and all of a sudden there's eight dudes rolling up on him. It's mm-hmm. like I didn't. Okay, I guess we're do. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, and <We're>, so mad. <laughs> and we we went to town on him and through a, a very bloody bloody fight and the the funniest thing
2: is the final blow on bloody eyes was thrown by my my buddy john who threw a single throwing like we walk we this fight went on for 45 minutes or more i had time to walk to the barracks with john and walk back and we walked up and it's like it was still happening and we're like and I just looked at him. It's oh, our first game. I'm like, you want, you want, you want to do this?
1: It was a boss monster. So it was, he, it was a boss battle. So
2: we ran up there, and he just hurls a throwing dagger like with enough force mm-hmm. to actually hurt him, and it hits him, and he the the lantern. The, all senators carry these this bright ass lantern mm-hmm. with them called their ghost light, and it went out. And then Adrian, at the top of his lungs, screamed, "Voice effect, invoke killing spell," meaning that if you heard it and you didn't stop it you drop and mm-hmm. that and it's he not exploded. the fun,
1: and not, uh, and that not was not the that, fun easy kind that either. was that was another first because that was the first mutilating strike that got got thrown which yeah. was thrown at Matthew. yeah
0: it was because he had realized by the time when I rolled up on him and I was I he, I was like Matthews Matthews uh sort of primitive uh gorilla brain sort of clicked in, and he knew I was on his ass like white on rice. So he downs me because I can't go toe to toe with him, and he's like killing strike, mutilating strike. But I uh, there was some miscommunication well, there. He, but Matthew it was re-
1: didn't. Matthew just heard the killing strike. I, like I said, I was playing an NPC at the time, and uh, Adrian like as he was going off the field, like he called me over, and so like make sure Matthew knows that he got hit by a mutilating strike. So I walk into town, they're in the middle of coaxing you. Yep. And I, and I'm like, Matthew, I have some bad news.
0: Yeah. I am like, <laughs> like mutilating strike. Oh shit. Okay. Uh, I'm, I immediately went out of play you're, with the monster town. As beauty you're supposed of the system, to you didn't have to explain much beyond that. Nope. Uh, and so what was cool about that? Not only did we down him and my wife helped because it's funny. There's a story on that too. Uh, my wife, was very nice to an old man in game, and that old man turned happened to turn out to be the Monkey King. So for <laughs> s- several months, she got to use the Monkey King staff. And anyone who knows anything about Chinese lore
2: knows that that is a very, very potent thing to have just laying around.
0: And so she she got to use it, and it called permanent power strike threes, which means she was on the field just. Needling him to death with it, it from was really like eight funny. Feet away, yeah. yeah. Um, and so I go to Monster Town, and I eventually get resurrected. And I realize, from from my character's perspective, I'm the only one who took a death. Mm-hmm. No one else permed. No one, did not permed, but no one else went to Monster Town to have to be resurrected. Everyone else could get coaxed. I was like, mm, no, that's fair. No, that's fair. Good trade. I started it. I you I paid for I, it. I paid for it. No one else did. It was we've since we've told this story multiple times. It's pretty much a cornerstone of this uh, cornerstone moment for that character. Mm -hmm. It was a lot of fun.
1: And that wasn't the end of that night. There was some really good roleplay that came after that. Yeah.
2: And all the while, by the way, there is a very, very large man with a gigantic logging chain just running around smacking the shit out of people because don't forget that Endless Siege was also there. Oh, that
1: motherfucker.
2: Because Endless Siege just showed up on, on, what was it, Bonfire's leash. Mm. At that point, that was also the night we were like, oh, by the way, Bonfire has control of this... Of the first murder in the forest, and it's an unkillable wall of a human.
0: Yeah, that was crazy. But that was but there's a reason I came back. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah. There's that was the reason it was a button pushing moment because Matthew chose an option that was available. Mm -hmm. You one would say the GM knew that being on the field, being a viable target in a live action situation. Yeah, puts no, that you're, 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 on
1: there. No, no one's ever like you're never safe. Like, yeah, the, no the one fact is that safe. A, the fact that it's a ball LARP and that people can literally choose to pick up weapons and and engage yep. can can change the dynamic of any encounter. Period. And
2: sometimes you have to like, and sometimes you just sometimes that's the choice you got to make. Mm-hmm. And, yep.
1: And it turned out well, and that character he didn't he he wasn't down for the count. He came back eventually.
2: So yeah, eventually there, were, but, but but the way we handled it was masterful, mm-hmm. and it was pretty fucking cool.
1: It was, yep. a, it was, it's one of the best LARPing stories
0: that we that, got. That we got, yeah, man. I mean, really. Um, all right. So, any other? You got any more button pushy uh, moments? No, that's a good examples. No, Nothing. Th- not, not, I nah. mean, you were the, were the crowning example at the beginning. I told you I don't do it much. Actually, yeah. I don't
2: generally push the buttons.
1: I'm trying to think about your exalted game. I'm um, trying to remember. Did anyone sure push
0: the button? Uh, Linda did. Uh, which one? remind uh,
1: Remember when she went into scout, uh, finding to scout out a ghost? Oh, yeah. Okay. And then, and then she not she ki- she killed her with books.
0: Yeah. Um. So Linda went in by herself. She's a quasi night cast by herself to go in, infiltrated a uh, a death lord, death lord citadel, which that's challenge one right there. Mm-hmm. And then B, she has to find a ghost uh, and get around the death lord. So the Death Lord doesn't know that she's there, mm-hmm. which she does. And then she had to go find the ghost and put her ass out with a book.
1: Well, no, th- that wasn't the plan at all. No. The pl- she was in there for recon only. Yeah. But because she was stealthy and patient and very skilled. Yep. She found herself in the perfect opportunity to to g- uh, to, to, to te- because we we were we were there to extract that ghost. Yes, we that needed that ghost for political purposes because she was a terrible person who had lied and done some terrible things, and we needed we did we basically needed to habeas corpus, but um chick, yep, um and uh, and get her back into the land of the living. Yeah, so, so that we got could, could so what you guys were trying to do. Uh, that she her. Her death had had prompted a uh, it had it had fueled the fire on a war. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. And we and we were basically like trying to get her back to say, like, no, she wasn't assassinated. She killed herself to start everything to start off because
0: she had already put herself in a situation. She knew her afterlife was guaranteed. And so she's like, I got everything covered. This will mm-hmm.
1: be great. But so she Linda's character, Zephyr, got in a perfect situation like where she she like she was in a library the ghost was by herself she had a clear exit path yep. and she just being a throne master chucked books and chucked undead books at her and <laughs> Ghost books. And, and, she, and this wasn't like an exalt. This wasn't, this was a, this was a, a, a regular person ghost. She wasn't an exalt or, yeah. or a, this or, wasn't
0: going to be a big challenge a for her. Or a
1: ghost blood or anything. She didn't have it. I don't believe she even, she had an essence score. No,
0: all ghosts do. They yeah, all do.
1: But yep. she, she didn't have but a, getting into
2: position was the hard part.
1: Yeah, yes. she didn't have an essence, she didn't have an essence score beyond what a normal she, person She, she,
0: what well, the biggest challenge was not being, the, uh, the the ballsy thing is go look for the ghost even though while you're in a Death Lord Citadel which is very, very dangerous mm-hmm. and get yourself in the position where you absolutely rolled well enough to mm-hmm. find the ghost that you were looking for because... Death Lord Citadel, very, very big. You have no idea where you're going. You just happened to find her. And then she took the chance. She was baller and she she ate? took, the shot. Yeah, well, she took I mean, a shot. Yeah, she took
1: a shot. And this is this is exalted. So she's a she's of the living and she's in the land of the dead. Her essence regeneration is for shit. Yeah. So it's exactly she, nothing. She unless get, You've got she, certain things. if she gets into like the real shit and runs out of that She's she's done. Yeah. Like she's done in a bad way. Yep. But anyway, she comes like so the rest of uh, the rest of the party, we're 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 kind of uh we're we're kind of nightcast syndrome yeah. uh, out here. So not dealing with her and it's taking a while. And then we're all so we're all just eating popcorn and like, shooting the shit. Choo- we're, 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 I think we, because what was going on was interesting. Yeah. We were all engaged in what was happening. So she comes back with the ghost and all of us are all like, You are fucking kidding me.
0: Was, was that the moment that you crowned her a nightcast? Oh yeah no, that,
1: that, I, I kissed her on the lips and I was like you are an honorary nightcast.
0: <laughs> because um, she was a dragon blooded. She at was a dragon
1: blooded and yet she, she, earned, she earned her chops that night.
0: Yeah so that was a bit of a button pushing. I'm really trying to figure out other things that I may have presented I know in that Exalted game, there were probably a few things I was mm-hmm. like, I, I'm going to give you guys options and you guys go with them. It ne- I never I was in too late for
2: anything, because literally when you're at the scale I came in at, it's like, yeah. what isn't button? What is everything is world shaking? Yeah. Like, uh,
0: that's a that's another conversation we could have at the uh, at another time is just at certain power scales and sort of epicness uh, of your pow- games. Uh, power scale! I, I remember yeah,
1: a time when that. I when I just liquefied one of your boss monsters in one hit.
0: Yeah. And I was like, well, boop. Put that away. Uh, that's when I realized soul exalted. Don't fuck with them. Just, mm. just never let them get essence five. Yeah.
1: <laughs> if they, if you, if if they didn't want to be annihilated, they shouldn't have been a creature. Of uh, yeah, I <laughs> love, I
0: love that. I love that justification. Uh, yeah, and so you. So also noted. Uh, if you're putting buttons out there know your system and know your sort of oh, the, yes. the game you're playing because I the bigger God the game and means the buttons are that much. Larger. I also
2: guarantee you the guy pushing the button knows the system
0: too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He does. Uh, there was a, there was a guy who used to know for back in the day when, uh, Michael used to run his Grimwatch game. Uh, Josh Lee mm-hmm. uh, was notorious through multiple games, both in the Grimwatch game and Exalted, of being the button pusher. He was the guy who was like, I'm going to think about your plan, and I'm going to find the th- the pivot point that you haven't really thought about, and I'm going to go in that direction. To Because... If from his perspective a lot of a role-playing game was battle of wits mm-hmm. like between you and the GM who's smarter to think about the scenario correctly in order to leverage the situation
1: I can see that I mean in in, in certain things because like my my style is is not antagonistic yeah uh, I'm 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 about facilitating good story and the challenge is there to be, to to provide excitement, yeah, it's not it's not the point.
0: Well, it, I, I would I'd say it's a little maybe I came across a little too harsh. He wasn't like antagonistic to the GM. He was just that's how he got the, the fun out of it. But he also his decisions were always fun for the table sure. too. Yeah. It was he, that was well, always no, that, a factor. That's what it's all about. Yeah, um, and so uh, I guess uh, we don't have that much more to say about pushing the button in that. I guess it's to sum up, it's a good thing. However, as long as, long
1: as you do it responsibly.
0: Uh, yeah. So, okay. I think I have one. I think right, oh, God, I got one. This was an unknown, Hot take.
2: unknown armies. Oh, Yay. boy. Unknown <laughs> armies. I played an Infomancer. Broke tier, by <laughs> the way, in terms of which, like, the, those guys. So we had a Dipsomancer in our party who didn't have a proper cup. A Dipsomancer is a Drunkomancer. Mm-hmm. And they get charges back by, like, drinking from a good ass cup. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They need a good cup. And she didn't have one. So I looked at the GM. I'm like, "Hey, it's 1996, right? Who's like, who's at Phillips right now?" <laughs> and, and and he actually pulls up who was there that day mm-hmm. back in night. It's like it is a Will Smith concert, and I'm, oh, like, my. I'm like, "Cab," <laughs> so. My character literally used his guile and his weird magic to walk into the backstage area of a Will Smith concert and still still the big Willie pimp cup. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's a good ass cup. That's a good ass cup. And I and because I was an infomancer and because I was prepared and mm-hmm. like I can just make people not see me or think I'm supposed to be there for some whatever reason. Yep. I had minimal resistance, and I just, like, walked back in, like, an hour and a half later, and I just handed her a big-ass pimp cup that said Big Will on it.
1: Nah. <laughs> and then, uh, uh, that's right. I was in a, uh, Inomini, it was an, it was an, it was a crossover game of Inomini and Amber. Uh, Whoa. And, uh, I was playing a balserif. I forget of which demon prince, uh, which balserifs are the, the anti-seraphs, so they're like- the liars. The, they're the liars. Um, and, um, I decided to summon the devil,
0: the like devil, like Satan, yep. uh,
1: and, and like old scratch, old scratch. And, uh, and like, she was all like, well, that's going to be hard to do. So let me know when you roll, like keep, you're you're occupied with doing this. Keep rolling every five minutes. And when you roll six, 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 because that system, uh, it's, it's resolution mechanic is roll 3d6. Yep. Uh, and, like, two rolls later, I rolled, I rolled a 666, six, six, and then I was And thought, that's literally the only way to get the attention of the devil.
2: Yeah, and, I mean, th- these stories are very much like, well, these are the ones that went well. Yeah. It's like, we did a balls-out thing, and, and nothing particularly bad happened, and we mm. succeeded. There are plenty of stories in which sometimes you, you, you went big. And you still have to go home. (laughs) (laughs) In fact, email us your stories about when you went big and you still had to go Uh, home. Or when you
1: didn't have
0: to go home. PolyhedronPodcast at gmail.com.
2: Yeah, I I mean, we actually would... I I always like... I think one of our... uh, one of our patrons actually emailed us a Shadowrun story. Yeah, he had
0: a Shadowrun story where he got it, chased. It's raining
2: Men story. Oh,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. He got, they got chased, and it happened, like, where they came from was they were at, a, like, a strip club, a men's strip club. <laughs> and so they literally were being chased by by these, like, Shadowrun strippers. And uh, they did something crazy with maneuver with their car. And the uh, actual, like, car, as the GM explained, like, exploded in... Uh, uh, glitter, glitter and g strings. <laughs> to its reigning men. To its reigning men.
1: As is right and proper. As is
0: right as and is proper. Correct, yes. Uh,
2: that's more of just a funny story, as but is, yeah. As is a sabat slaughtering an entire strip club's worth of people to the to the Enigma song Return to Innocence.
0: Oh, sweet Jesus. Ugh. Oh sabbat. Okay. Oh the Sabbat. <laughs> but anyways, uh yeah, uh, button pushing, like most things that we keep we coming around to, be responsible with it, but don't be afraid to do it. I think that's the takeaway I want to go is something I I realized it while not a sin, not a transgression, but it was like, oh, after you did that, I was like, oh, we me and Scott were being super conservative. We were like playing like veteran old you gamers. You we were, were like our our our, our paranoia, yeah, our what? paranoia, our gaming instincts were like, no, no, be conservative, we're going to get screwed. Let's give James as few options as possible to screw up. And then after Ryan did that I was like holy shit I forgot this half better. the fun yeah this is better
1: I forgot half the fun of, of role playing is let shit happen just well, let w- shit happen I will say after last game we might need to rein that in.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah, we all... We, uh, that would... No, that's James intentionally fucking us. Uh,
1: we, we, we could have done
2: something different. We yes. could have done something a little different. And that was a time when us being more conservative actually was the right answer. Uh-huh. And we just weren't conservative. We were a little conservative. Not conservative. But about. enough.
1: We Polyhedron were- plays Shadow and Anarchy. Th- yeah, shit, One dollar. Shit got wild. Uh,
2: yeah. Got yeah. Wild.
0: So we just recently recorded, uh, and that will, those will be dropping the next month or so. Uh, so and we got more planned, but wow, things have gotten harsh.
2: Yeah, the way it was, harsh. The spot we left it off. We we really cannot wait to like continue this because Ooh, we're
1: in a tight spot. We're in a bit of a mess,
2: aren't we? Uh, somebody's <laughs> gonna get it. That's all I'm gonna say. His name might be Marksman. Marksman. Oh, I don't. I don't speak to I, dead men. I'm a downvote. I don't
3: speak. <laughs> all, I,
2: all I know
0: is I'm a downvote the shit out of it. <laughs> um, I think that's a great place to leave it. Um, thank you very much for joining us. If you're in the chat, uh, there have been some chatter back and forth. Don't worry, we will be back. We're going to do patron only content, but we're going to take a little bit of a break. Uh, but everyone, as always, from Polyhedron, go where your fun is. Go roll some dice hey matthew here i just wanted to let you know if you want to give feedback to polyhedron you can go to polyhedron at gmail.com or you can go to the show's twitter handle at polyhedroncast.
1: Uh, if you'd really like to help us out you can go to our patreon at www.patreon.com polyhedron uh, give us a buck a month and become one of our bosses and really support the show
2: and if you're looking to get in touch with us on Twitter, you can find Matthew at BioImportance.
1: You can
0: find Scott at Divis Malkav.
1: And you can find Ryan at Arduous. you want to spell it?
2: R-J-U-O-U-S.
1: And
0: finally, just so we can wrap it up here, if you are listening to this on iTunes, Stitcher, or anywhere, give us a five-star review. It really helps our exposure.
2: All right. Thanks, guys.